Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy, grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about Monsters, Inc., pin trading, and more silly shit in Disney, and like, maybe do we want to do Endgame? High level end game so we don't have to do a spoiler timestamp alert. Yeah, we'll we'll warn you if it starts to head in that direction, so just be attentive in your listening. But no, yeah. we're not going okay. to say spoilers, period. Okay, the spoiler is we've seen endgame, but this is spoiler free if we bring up endgame. How All about right. that? Here is two minutes of endgame. Good vit movie. Liked it. Cried a lot for numerous reasons. Good job. It yeah, it felt it felt really good as someone who has enjoyed the films in the MCU. Uh, it felt good. It felt like a good. good it felt cap. like what it was supposed to be. Yep. Cool. There's your Endgame review. Go see it if you're. The thing is, like, it's not like we would say like, oh, go see it if you because like you've either seen it or you're not going to see it or get anywhere near media that's going to talk about it. So yeah, I mean, I think there are still people who are. Well, avoiding like who, spoilers yeah, yeah. because they couldn't get tickets. But what I'm saying and, is know. that like me telling anyone to go see it isn't going to matter. The decision's already been made. Like you were Fair going enough. to see, you were always going to see this or you were never going <laughs> yeah, to I guess see this. There aren't all that many people that are like, I don't know I don't if know, I'm going to see Endgame. Like I really liked all the prior films, but maybe I won't really watch the last one. Cool. Our actual first topic is Monsters, Inc. And a topic that Sam brought up. Ooh. A question that Sam asked, or maybe I asked. Uh, but we were thinking, if kids aren't actually lethal to monsters, who started that rumor? It's a really good point. Yeah, I think, I think it's one of those things where, like, they have this whole societal, like understanding that the human world is dangerous and i wonder like maybe it's related to you know historical monster religion no you literally or... gave me an answer for this when we talked about it well i was gonna build up to that but what answer did i give you val were you really were you building up to it did you remember that you had given me an answer no i'd completely forgotten you, that i'd given I, you an answer why <laughs> here's a question why do i make show notes just why do i do that Every week I make show notes, and then yet here we are. And I've read them are. every week except every this one week. because I'm like, oh, there's rarely <sighs> something in the show notes Your that will really remind me. Your theory was that <laughs> at one point there was a kid who was sick, and the monsters don't have immunity to oh, human right. diseases, right. similar to uh, a far less tragic and horrifying version of smallpox blankets. Right. Where a monster brought something back and it hurt and or killed a lot of people because monsters are monsters don't have immunity to some human disease that wiped them out. Right. And you know, we sort of see that, that in out, in biology in nature, in that there are species that, you know, can carry things but don't get yep. infected and we have Or even things that that like get it minor and then something else gets it worse. So it's entirely possible that there was a strain of something that humans were carriers for, but monsters like got destroyed by. So, you know, for all we know, the the Black Plague of Monsterdom was brought on by a sick kid. I just thought it was an interesting thesis when you said that. I was like, huh, 
Yeah, because it, because it, like, otherwise it doesn't make sense. Like, there has to be, because it's been generations, like, what's his stupid crab jerk boss guy? Crab jerk water boss noose. guy. That's, yeah. Um, water noose, like, he's, he, it's like his family's company has been running for generations. And, like, so you have this idea that that's how they've gotten energy for a really long time. And that they have continued the myth that like kids are di- so like it ha- it does have to have started somewhere, you know. I think there's also the potential that it's you know this sort of dastardly like you know we need the energy because we're now this developed society, but our original sources weren't good enough, and someone stumbled across this. But scaring kids is immoral. Unless you dehumanize uh, them true. or demonstrate them, yeah, yeah, that's them. true. Yep. So there's this potential that this whole industry of generating power from scaring children uh, would never be possible unless you made humans seem like these terrifying things. And because the... they show you in like the you know all of their media and training materials, like you know humans like super scary. They have all the signage. They have like. Just everything points to humans are the scariest thing you will ever see. Yeah, but the actual reason just dawned on me. Oh, the actual reason. It's because the story is flipping the trope of monsters being scary and in your closet on its head. It's literally just like a, we did this clever thing and we made it that they're scared of you. Yeah. 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 Well... Good analysis, team. <laughs> it was more fun to think about the in-universe reasons. It, it always, yeah, it always I mean, it is. is. It is just flipping the trope. I agree. That that was the motivation for making that an aspect of the story. I still think it's kind of fun to try and understand. No, no, no. It, I'm not saying you know? it's not. It just makes me laugh when I'm like, oh, wait, I know. Like, duh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Our second topic today comes from Sarah Beth. Now just a staff contributor at this point. <laughs> like, we'll we'll uh, start doing credits at the end. Yeah, we'll, we'll just give you a, a cut of our enormous payout for this Huge podcast. Huge amounts of From revenue. all of the advertising revenue. Um, so have. this is the final of Sarah Beth's like initial bunch of topics. If there's something else you want us to talk about, let me know because I feel think I had gotten them all into the dock, but I could have missed something. But this is the last one that I have, which is that uh, Sarah Beth requested an episode on pin trading. Now, from my perspective, this is going to be short and I'm just going to parrot other things I've heard, like (laughs) buy one of those sets of multiple pins that you don't necessarily care about before you get down. Not from eBay because there are so many dupes, but like one of the ones where the pins are maybe a little smaller and there are like six on a on a cardboard thing, not the like single ones. And then you can trade with people or honestly with those pins, it's more going to be like the cast members with the lanyards who you can trade. I don't have, so I don't know where they are. Backing up, backing up for a second. The reason it. that Val has gone into to, uh, monotone, uh, these are the things I know because this is all I know is we're, we're not terribly qualified to talk to this, uh, or speak to this, talk about this, um, words, you're doing great, bud. Um, (laughs) neither of us have really gotten into that aspect of Disney park fandom. 
I mean, at least for me, there's a significant reason, which is that it would become all consuming. So I only, for most of my Disney tripping, have, uh, for a number of years, I restricted myself to only purchasing pins with Maleficent on them. There was one exception. It was Leota. Um, and then, because that's also Eleanor Audley, so it technically was the same right, reason. Right. I was like, it's fine. Um, and then we went to Disneyland on our honeymoon, and I grabbed some pins. And then I started occasionally getting them from Disney World. Like, I have a Polynesian pin because they didn't have magnets. And I have the Minnie and Mickey, like, wedding little one from Disneyland right, and Disney right. World because it was a cute parallel. And, like... You know, um, but I, I don't, I generally only buy pins that I can put into a specific swim lane. I now bought another Leota pin, um, and then like got a special edition, a couple different special like AP exclusive ones. But if I were to let myself start getting into like, I want the orange bird, I would honest to God be one of those people who spent $500 on a fucking orange bird pin on eBay and I right. can't let myself do it. Well, and that's, and that's exactly it. That's, it's a, it's a very challenging thing to go hard on collecting because there are so many people doing that and you just can't get a lot of them. Yeah, like the and stuff I want could, is, is right, right. stuff so, that I'm not going to get. And then the other thing is like, we're pretty happy right now with it not being a collection of pins, but pins as souvenirs. And there's a big difference there because pins as souvenirs, you aren't intending to trade away. Pins that you are collecting for the sake of collecting the pins, that's when you can really get into trading because it's like, oh, okay, well, I want to have a full collection, but I've got a bunch that I care less about, but I got to complete that aspect of my collection. And I'm happy to trade those away for the super rare thing that yeah. I want, you know. Yeah. So, like, I understand all of that, but neither of us are really tuned in on that level. Yeah. I, like, bought a villain set once to get the Maleficent from it, and then I, like, used the villain backing to put all my Maleficent pins on it um the other reason that i'm i'm not going hard on pin trading is that the people that i've seen going super hard on pin trading have like 30 pounds of pins like on a vest or something i don't like to wear and stuff would, around my neck that it's, much it's that's that's got to be heavy and yeah yeah i'm also clumsy enough i don't like to carry a ton of things into the parks i will injure myself with the pins i like, would also pins are yeah i would also lose me. them like i know they make locking backs but i would be constantly <laughs> yeah, no. scared that i would like lose the ones that i would because the thing for me is that if i had cool ones i would want people to see that i had cool ones but then i also wouldn't want to wear them because i'd be scared i was going to lose the cool ones right right that's, for sure yeah so, uh, so that's, I don't have an episode on Pinterest. We can't really do, cause <laughs> all we do is we go and I'm like, oh, cool. Those people are trading pins over there by Fountain View at Epcot. Bye. And then I just walk away because like, I just don't have anything to offer. Um, so I think, I think there is something here. Pin trading. Yeah. We, we haven't really engaged with that. We've seen it happen. Um, as far as like the pins themselves, I think the pins that Disney offers are really cool. No, I love them. It's some of their some of their coolest merchandise because it fits in your luggage on the way home. Yeah, I love them. Um, and it's also I I think I think Val I think you're doing it right as far as if you're not willing to go you know all in on it but still think that they're cool. 
picking, like you said, sort of swim lanes, like picking specific categories of things that you're interested in yeah. is a good place to start. Yeah. And then if you decide that you want to expand from there, sure. But if you don't, then you just have like your specific set of things that you got because you liked them. Yeah, Sarah Beth doesn't need advice on where to start. Sarah Beth has more pins and knows more about this than I do. Do you even own any pins? Uh, I own like two pins or something, but... What are they? What are your pins? Your leftovers. No. Um, I'm trying to remember. I bought one of the sets at the same time that you did, but I don't remember what it was. But I liked it. Did you get the hot sauce ones? I think so. Or did I get those? Or did you get those? I think I got the villain Oh, because there was a Maleficent one. Because there was a Maleficent in it. Or I bought them with you in mind. I don't remember. I know I've purchased pins and not just for you, but... I don't think he's telling the truth, you guys. (laughs) Okay, I probably only have one pin. What is it? (laughs) If you had a pin, don't you think... Like, if if there was one that you were like, man, this is so cool, don't you think you would know, like, remember it? I'm, you have a cool magic band keeper. You got that cool, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Was it a keychain? Like yeah. A, but, like... I, I, I am pretty sure I bought one, and I don't know where it is. And that's the the badge from Up. The... I feel like you saw that a lot of times. I don't remember if you bought it. I saw it enough times that I believe I bought it, okay. but I'm not sure where it is. It's probably in one of the old Disney merch bags. This is going to be like, t- like 20 episodes from now, and we're going to be like, I found that fucking pin! <laughs> so I did recently just remember that I bought some Tiki Room earrings on our last trip that I never unpacked because our friends Jillian and Nick are down there right now, and Jillian was wearing the orange bird necklace. And I was like, oh man, I almost bought that. Wait, didn't I buy Disney jewelry last trip? And then I looked in my bag that I keep packed, and I like the one that I don't unpack between trips because it's mostly like trip-specific <laughs> things. Not, not even just Disney's tri- uh, trip-specific, but just like stuff that I like have copies of to everyone's just gonna imagine that now you just have a like a bug out bag for going to disney it's I like mean, emergency disney trip it's not not true but <laughs> i was like wait did i pack and i had packed it that um the earrings and my figment annual pass holder exclusive flower and garden pin right like right. just in my backpack and i hadn't unpacked them fuck anyway that was a tangent anyway back to pin trading Uh, I'm actually really curious about people's experience pin trading because one of the things that I have heard is that people felt like they got kind of bullied in some trades here and there or, you know, like, like, I don't know. I've heard some negative things like that about uh, super like big pin traders kind of, you know, pushing people around and trying to convince. Yeah, you were there for that conversation. I don't remember where it was. I was but. about to ask what corners of the internet you've been hanging around on. No, right? no. This was this was someone relating a story about how uh, some people who are clearly big into pin trading were like trying, like being really pushy about trying to convince a kid to trade away one of their pins mm. that they yeah, wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and it was just, and it bell. just like really rubbed me the wrong way. And I was just kind of imagining, like, I understand really wanting to complete your collection. But taking advantage of a child to do it. That's like, like the people who like try to catch a ball out of a kid's hands. Right. In the exactly. Stadium. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm curious for the, for the listeners that we do have that engage in pin trading. Um, what have your experiences been like? Have you had better luck trading with other people um, who are not cast members? Have you had a, a good time going to cast members who are set up for that purpose? Um, have you 
plan stuff in advance? In advance, do you you know go meet people? Like what uh, what do you do, and uh, what do you what do you love about Disney pin trading? Yeah, tell us tell us your stuff. Tell us your stuff. Write in and tell us your stuff. Send a letter to P.O. Bot. No, no. Um, we... <laughs> Internet. We need at least twenty listeners before. <laughs> uh... Internet P.O. Box bored and sassy. <laughs> Dot com slash contact. I think that's the right address. I, don't I think know. it's right. No one's going to friggin' type it in. You just go to Bored and Sassy and you hit you contact. You look for it, right. It's time for the Silly Shit and Disney Films Corner! Okay, so if Elastigirl believes she's alone on the plane, why does she go into the bathroom to change, leaving the cockpit uh, at the whims of the autopilot? Sam asked this while we were watching The Incredibles, and I was like, ding, 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 I know the answer! And the answer is, originally, Elastigirl was not alone on that plane. Bum, bum, ba <laughs> The reason she goes into the bathroom is the same reason that she looks down longingly at the sinking fuselage as her children swim away towards the surface. It is that in the original cut of the film, Snug was on the plane. She didn't call in a favor and then piloted herself. Snug piloted it. And he fucking died in the explosion. It's fucking dark. It was real fucking dark. Uh, and now I think about it. Every, I forget when I found that out. It was like a few months ago and I forget how, but I, uh, now every time I watch him, like, yeah, she really does watch the fuselage go down and it's, right. it, it works fine because you think in your brain, um, you're like, well, she's looking at it that way because, oh my God, we just almost fucking died. Right. Like she, it, it makes sense that she would be staring down at it anyway. But that is apparently the reason, and that does also explain why she goes to the bathroom when she is supposedly the only person on the plane. So the obvious question here is like, well, why didn't they just re-render those scenes differently? Money. Just like anything else. Yeah, money and time, honestly. Um, The film was made at a time when render time uh, was an even bigger issue than it is now. Um, and it took forever to render the, the 3d animations at the level of quality that they were with the hardware that was available at the time. So it wasn't feasible to re-render any more than was strictly necessary to make it work. Um, and then on top of that, there's also, I mean, voice acting and, uh, animation. Like it's not just the render time. People have to animate those things and they spend tons of time animating the rigs that they've built for these people because like that's the magic of these films is that they've figured out how to animate 3d things uh well ahead of everybody else to the point where you believe that they're real in a in a pretty compelling way and that's sort of always been the the disney edge in my opinion is that there's something a little bit more natural about even the exaggerated animations that they that they do 
Yeah, I mean, that was Pixar, but yes. Well, Pixar, um, yes, but... And the reason that they cut him is because there wasn't enough time in the film to make people, like, care about the character and actually make his death impactful, so they cut it. Like, it wasn't actually, this is too dark. It was like, no one's gonna care if he dies. Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't do it. That's funny. I mean, it's also, it's one of those things where I think it probably was a good call for not making it too dark as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty happy with there's there's a little bit of dark in the film because you have these heroes that are just dead. Yeah, but the, the only people you see die in the film are villains, like in yep. real time. Yep. Multiple of them. I mean, I suppose there are a few of the like scenes when she's during the no cape sequence um there are a few little like snippets of past heroes dying from cape but um in terms of like actual characters you are invested in or characters that you see on screen die in the present time of the film um it's really all just like syndromes lackeys crashing their stupid blade ufos into each other oh they're fine uh No, this is not Marvel Comics, where somehow Captain America never killed anyone. Oh, bullshit. That's Sorry, a really what? good point. No, it, it, that's it, a well, topic for another episode. Well, no, but that's, I mean, that's a thing. Like, the, right. the, the Punisher is, is weird because he kills people. Because no one else kills people. Steve Rogers just beats the shit out of people, but he makes sure they never die. Like, it's like the Batman right. thing, where, like, he won't kill Joker. And right. They're and good guys, and good guys never kill anyone. And I'm like, what? When in reality, it's just, oh, all of these heroes never kill people directly on purpose. Like, if they are given the option to capture them, they might. Oh, no, they, like, purposely, they, like, explicitly go out of their way to show them always capturing them and right, stuff. Right, right. And I'm like, what? But the lackeys don't matter. It's only the boss villains what? that they save, you know. What? What? <laughs> so the point is, Helen Parr is not just extremely, weirdly, overly modest. Right. It's not that she felt the need to hide in the bathroom from everyone else. I mean, I suppose a passing jet could have, you know, seen That's, into the but, cockpit. Nah, but. The, what I just said, <laughs> it, like, you, it's such a small chance. Right. It's not like driving a car. Like, you're not going past each other at eye speed. It's like, choom! Like, you're not going to, no one's going to see through. Someone the, just pulls up next to you. Samuel. <laughs> you're fired. Friends, that is all we have for our show today. Let us know if you want us to do like a big like end game spoiler cast. Like we could always do. Um, I know I was going to say one of the Disney podcasts I listen to, but like I mostly listen to one uh, and they always do like if it's a big enough movie, they'll do a full separate spoiler podcast. So like if you guys want to hear my opinions and why I cried a million times, um, we can totally do that as a separate, uh, l- even less edited than usual podcast episode yeah. where it's just like, <laughs> this is spoilers. If you listen to it, it's spoilers. Stop listening now. If you don't want spoil, like that kind of thing where, um, you can just not download it if you don't want to, to hear the spoilers. But if folks want to know what we thought about it in more detail, like let us know. 
You can do that at our website, boredandsassy.com. There's a contact form. There's also Bored and Sassy on Twitter. There's also just message us on Facebook because you're probably our friends if you're listening to this. If you aren't our friends and you're listening to this, we'd also love to hear from you because how did you get here? What's going on? Um, If you are our friends and you have other friends who like Disney also and swearing. (laughs) Disney and swearing. Disney for like, people who aren't looking at it from a kid focused perspective and are swearing, um, share it with those friends. Like if you have friends who you think would think this is fun or a good use of their time or funny or hate it, uh, share it with them. We, you know, that's, I don't know podcasts, but like, that's as far as I've understood it, generally speaking, how they get more listeners is just like sharing. Like we're not advertising. We're not part of a network or anything. We don't have affiliated podcasts. We're just kind of doing this for a good time right now, but Right. If you know this anyone is, would like it. Fucking this is not something we're shared. we're trying to grow into something huge, and we're not trying to quit our jobs. I'm to be just want to get big enough that I can fucking advertise those stupid purple mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like don't want to do that because it makes me hate podcasts when I listen to them, and it's just like, hey, buddy, hey, friend, did you hear about this thing that I totally have never used? Yes, I did. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Like, fuck. No. So So here's a cool thing. Like Bonus, to topic. Bonus topic. <laughs> Bonus topic. Bonus topic. You just reminded me of a thing that I, I think is really interesting. Uh, one of the people that I work with uh, is really savvy when it comes to advertising stuff. And one of the things that he had identified or someone, one of his contacts had identified, is that the companies that are dumping money at advertising on small-time things like podcasts have a huge amount of advertising budget. And yeah, they are and basically, that podcast is a tiny amount. Right. Yeah. And and well, and the thing is, if they are re- if they're going so far as to use tiny podcasts, it means that they basically have not infinite budget, but they are unable to consume their whole budget. Yeah. Uh that they have allotted for advertising. And what that means for people like my company is that we can reach out to them and be like, Hey, do you want us to drive some traffic your way? Because you know that they have the budget for it. If they're throwing money at podcasters and at YouTubers and things like that. That's allowing you to target. Then you can say, oh, we know who you are, advertisers. That's really fascinating. we're bugging you because we know you got the money. Well, don't bug Quip, those stupid electronic toothbrushes. Yeah, that's also the, like... They're all over the, the, the tea yeah, all over and stuff tea. like that. No, but there's another one. There Audible.com. There are a couple of other ones that My Favorite Murder has been having lately that are just like, I'm just like, it's not, like, it's just, there was one, and it might have been Quip, but it might have been something else that used the code favorite instead of, because usually it's promo code murder, and they were like, clearly, whatever organization it was was a little more white bread, because they were like, <laughs> promo code favorite. <laughs> and I was like, they got you, didn't they? That's good. Yeah. Anyway. No, like we're just TLDR share with your friends. If you have friends who like Disney and or snark and are not under the age of 18. Bum, bum, ba-da. We need to start closing sections better. Yeah. <clears throat> Section over. <laughs> not like that. Oh, Jesus. All right. You fired. No. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to fucking edit this shit myself. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I don't have staff. I don't want to edit it either. Hey. That's my job. I told you you could teach me how to do it, boy. <laughs>